2024. Welcome to all of you who have pressed play on the Whole Home Podcast. If you are listening for the first time and want to wrap your mind around what this podcast is all about, there are two episodes I recorded with my husband, Ryan. Please do go back and look for those. The content isn't redundant, and in those episodes, we talk about things like how the podcast started in a very unexpected way and why I initially thought I was the wrong woman for the job when I looked at my abilities and inclinations. Turns out my assessments were wrong because the Holy Spirit is the power source and gift giver for the building up of Jesus's church. We also kick around what some hangups might be while listening to the podcast, especially for women, and how to look at those concerns from a different angle, and why it seems that God determined that this podcast was needed at this time in the life of my own church family, and how humility and weakness of the women sharing, coupled with the testimony of God's awesome power, greatness, and goodness are the very thread of this podcast. I could go on and on, but all that to say, I truly thank you all for listening and sharing in God's work. My first guest of the new year is an old friend and a dear friend, and her name is Rachel Seitz. Hello to you, Rachel, and welcome. Hello. And I should clarify, you aren't old in age, just an old friend in the sense we've known each other for over a decade, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um, Our story begins with VCU, wonderful VCU, right, I think? (laughs) You want to share how we met? Um, I came to church my freshman year, spring, and I think I sat right in front of you and Ryan. Okay. I can't remember if I talked to you then, but Mm -hmm. I know y'all invited me to community group, and I went. Yeah. And continued going. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't remember, like, what was your relationship with Ryan at school? Oh, um, I think he subbed for one of my drawing classes one time. That was my only interaction with him. But a friend in my dorm, mm-hmm. he taught her, and she, I don't know, even know how she found out he went to Remnant. But he was, she wasn't a Christian. She was like, yeah. my drawing teacher goes here, and here's, he's cool, so you should go there too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing, and we owe a debt to that if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and then, yeah, we've been friends ever since I think we've always just been in each other's lives all right well I just wanted to say a few things about you Rachel uh, before we get into your soil and Rachel here's what I want to say you have a quiet courage and creative thoughtfulness above all you are extremely talented and express your talents in true feminine humility and what I mean by that is you don't require notoriety at all even though you are gifted in many ways that would tempt many to pursue different vocations and yet your life Rachel is a picture of Christ and how uh, you have submitted all that to him which has allowed your gifts to flourish and truly grow where you're planted and one example of that I think is this podcast whole home is what it is because of your meticulous care and creating the graphic and I just want to publicly say thank you for using your time and talent towards this whole endeavor I thought it would be fun to share when I air your podcast some Um, process shots if you're okay with that of how yeah the creative process actually goes just to highlight your creativity and the whole thing and also anyone who appreciates beautiful interesting feminine art reach out to Rachel (laughs) you probably hate me for saying that (laughs) but anyways okay so all that let's go to your soil and jump into where you grew up Uh, I grew up uh, near Atlanta like half an hour 45 minutes outside the city in the suburbs um, lived in the same house from one to when I left for college. 
Um, I have two older brothers, um, so I'm the youngest and the only girl. So that's very special. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) What's the age Uh, difference between y'all? Two years for everyone, yeah. Okay. So what was it like to be the youngest Princess Rachel? (laughs) It was exactly that. (laughs) (laughs) It was... um, I don't think I ever wanted sisters particularly, but I think I like see now more than ever having two girls. Yeah. Just the experience of having two brothers was, uh, I think, good for me. (laughs) (laughs) What, Um, they wouldn't let you be Princess Rachel? Or they would? Um, Both, just Mm -hmm. depending on the season. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had the younger child little bit spoiled Mm -hmm. thing happening and yeah it just kind of made me a little bit of a follower Mm -hmm. Um, so talking to your parents now would they be like oh yeah we totally spoiled Rachel or like no we didn't I don't know I don't think I've asked them that but I think my brothers would probably say that maybe I was (laughs) but I also like my oldest brother is a role follower and then the second was a role breaker okay so I felt like I decided which one yeah. <laughs> it was going to be and uh, learned from the mistake or not mistakes, but just decided to lay low a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So uh, how far outside of Atlanta were you? What was your like landscape like as you were growing up? Because I grew up seeing cows. I don't know. What did you see? <laughs> um, We saw strip malls and it grew like when I was younger there was like a lot of space between Mm -hmm. things and by the time that I left it was a new city like they made it had grown so much and there was like it was just packed with stuff yeah um so but we went into Atlanta a lot and my dad worked there um but we actually spent a lot of time at my grandparents house which is very 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 rural okay and my mom's family um was from there so that kind of felt like more of where I was from just because we were so close with them and it was a beautiful place and just a wonderful place to be. So did the family pull you there or the job, your dad's job? Um, My mom had moved there before she met my dad. So I think just her work mm-hmm. took her from that area. And there wasn't like a whole lot there at that time, um, job wise, where she was from. So. So did you, like, travel into the city to go to school, or did you have... Uh, I went to school, like, five minutes away from okay. my house. Yeah. That's convenient. It is. <laughs> yeah. So would you walk down the road or get... No, it was... It is, like, the least walkable okay. place. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, like... I guess, like, Short Pump is probably the closest thing, except we didn't have a mall, which is good, because the traffic yeah. was slightly less bad. But, yeah, I went to a private school, a private Christian school from first to eighth grade. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, wow. What happened in kindergarten? Um, They just didn't have a kindergarten, so I went to a different kindergarten. (laughs) okay. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay, so just one more thing just about where you grew up, because you have no, like, southern accent (laughs) or anything (laughs) like that. Does anyone in your family or your mom's family? Um, My whole my mom's family does definitely yeah yeah Yeah, we are close enough to the city to not but yeah my grandparents have had the most wonderful hard to understand really and lingo yes are they super (laughs) southern like what are some like cultural 
things that um like saying yonder like a lot down yonder (laughs) and well my that was just my grandparents i think that kind of is out of fashion i guess but yeah just i appreciate the accent i just never had it i didn't try to get rid of it it just Mm -hmm. my mom it comes up in my mom whenever she talks to her sisters on the phone so okay well did you have like animals or what was your house? Um, one story, two story? We had a one story house um, and we had a dog. Did you like the dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. It I had pets and I'm like, I paid them almost no mind and I feel I have guilt about yeah, it. I, don't I know. really liked it as like a five year old when we got him and then by the end of his life, he was lucky if. I gave him a pat at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a sweetie. He was an outside dog. Yeah. So So what was your neighborhood life like? Did you know your neighbors? Did you scooter around? Yeah. Um, I had a friend that I would like we would bike to a stop sign and meet up and like bike around the neighborhood and yeah. like, go to swim practice and go to each other's houses. But that was just one I went to school with her. Mm-hmm. Um but it was like a nice place to grow up. My parents left a couple years after we were out of the nest and it's just a very different place than when they moved there and they preferred a little bit quieter mountain life kind of closer to what my mom grew up with so and that's kind of I was not upset that they left I enjoyed visiting them in the mountains a lot more than the suburban yeah so what did your parents do what were their jobs my dad worked for a what was a cell phone company when there were other companies other than Verizon and all that um, back in the day. Like a salesman or manager? No, he was like a finance guy. Okay. Yeah. And my mom stayed home with us. Um, she worked a couple years at the school I went to and then did a lot of like volunteer stuff when I was in high school. and. So she always was there to pick you up and mm-hmm. drive you around? and Yep, lots of driving us around. Yeah. <laughs> Do you travel back down south ever? I haven't been. I think I went, I've been once since they moved. We really need to go because um, a lot of aunts and uncles are there. But several have traveled up here to see us. Oh, that's um, nice. But yeah, we. I talk with Nick a lot about different places I want to visit and show him the church that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. and explore Atlanta because I people ask me like what to do there and I'm like I don't know yeah. I can tell you what a high schooler would have done <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah it's a cool city but I'm happy to be in this city instead we're glad you're here yeah what when do you think that you'll do that do you did you make a plan no I'll probably whenever my parents go next I might just piggyback off of their trip just because mm-hmm. they'll be able to plan with the extended family and get a bigger group together. Is there a lot of family down there? Or is it pretty small? Uh, my mom has um, five other siblings. Okay. So I have lots of cousins and I'm one of the younger ones. So it just, it has been growing mm-hmm. for a long time. So I've got lots of little cousins to meet and yeah, it's a, it's a big group. And so your dad's family is not there? You haven't mentioned them. He is from Florida and he had one brother who recently passed okay. um, and I haven't seen his side of the family in a while. But we used to get together when we were younger. Okay. All righty. Well, your personality now, other than, uh, I don't know, what to say, regal. <laughs> what other things can you draw or can you remember from the little, little years? Oh, um, well, recently my dad um, converted all 
the old home videos <gasps> to digital. <laughs> Priceless. And the common theme of my little years is looking at the ground and like playing in the dirt while everyone else is doing something else. Really? Oh, wow. So, and like totally ignoring everything that was going on around me. So yeah, I just get distracted by things and make up little games. Like mud pies or drawings? Um, Anything. And part of it, because maybe my brothers were doing something that didn't interest me. Mm-hmm. So there's just like a video of them playing baseball in a field and I'm like building castles <laughs> and like my dad's trying to talk to me and I'm just totally unaware of anything yeah. that's happening. That's funny. So did those um, videos surprise you? Um, I guess because I hadn't seen them mm-hmm. ever. Um, but Rosalind was already, our oldest daughter was like already in the toddler stage and I was like, okay. I see some similarities. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's helpful. I didn't even think about that. So you liked outdoors or you would do the same thing even if you're inside, like find something to focus you? Yeah. We were definitely outside a lot as kids, but um, I definitely remember finding little corners to set up whatever activities. But we also like did a lot of pretend as a group. The three of you? Mm-hmm. Did the boys get to pick? Um, they would. They were really good sports about playing along when I like wanted to do something a little more girly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So, did you have your own room? I did. Yes. Okay. They shared until I think preteen, and then yeah, I always had my own room. Okay. So, how did you decorate it? Um, first stage was ballet. Second stage was flowers <laughs> and then I think that's what it stayed that was only two phases of mm. decor <laughs> so were you a little ballerina um I did it for a few years and then I think like you get to a stage where you have to practice twice a week and I was like <laughs> no, no way <laughs> <laughs> no more toe, toe pointing for me or the um Ivory's in dance right now and they the teachers requested that they stretch to learn the splits oh my god that gosh. girl she needs to stretch a lot more. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Okay. I could never do that. Um, okay. So a little more on your temperament. Anything else you could tease out? So who did you talk to? Or um, I was pretty shy. Okay. Um, so I was in the same school from first to eighth grade. I think that kind of hid my shyness from me because I was familiar with everyone. Small school? Yes. I think my, like, graduating eighth grade class had, like, 60 students. Okay. So I knew everyone and everyone's parents. And But, yeah, if you got me, like, in a situation without those kids, I was definitely mm-hmm. really anxious. Yeah. <laughs> and quiet. Yeah, just didn't want to interact until I got way more comfortable. Did you have, like, one little group of girls that was, like, your crew for all those years? Or did you no. kind of go in and out? Um, Like, fifth, fourth and fifth grade were like the tumultuous yeah. <laughs> years of like people switching friend groups and um I remember fifth grade being really horrible and like didn't feel like you could really have a friend group because everyone was having fifth grade drama yeah <laughs> um but around sixth grade um we kind of like formed a pretty close group of friends we kind of stayed together for the next few years mm-hmm Were they girls kind of similar to you, or did you choose friends that were opposite of you? (laughs) Well, we didn't really stay all friends throughout high school because I think we were really different, so we all kind of um, 
found our own groups. But mm-hmm. we, the the one friend we kind of rallied around was really into putting on plays. Okay. So that's how we all became friends in like, I think like third grade it started. And then it was had like an influx of people like switching out in the plays. And then so fun. it became like a close-knit group of friends. Yeah. yeah. Would but this sh- be something you guys did for weeks or like, a grand weekend of focusing on like a, a stage performance um she like had us organized enough to like rehearse and like wow. put on an actual backyard adorable wow. little play yes we did annie and the wizard of oz and i think one more but yeah she actually did acting yeah. as a career wow so. <laughs> no doubt is there any role you're particularly proud of I played Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mostly just proud that I actually memorized all the lines. I don't think it was a great performance. Yeah. (laughs) And the dog wouldn't cooperate, so I carried it the entire play. (laughs) So there was a real dog, and my arms were tired, and that's all I remember. Yeah, (laughs) that's amazing. Okay, so um, you threw me off there with the plays. I was not prepared for that. (laughs) I wasn't either. I had, like, (laughs) forgotten about that until it just came to mind. Yeah, that's so fun. What was I going to ask you? Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. I'm assuming your family was involved in church if you went to a Christian school. Was the school connected to? It was. It was okay. in the same building. So I was okay. there all the time. Yeah. Tell tell everyone about that, <laughs> about your church family, church life, what kind of church you went to. Uh, the church that I went to as a kid was really large, like thousands. But I knew a lot of people from school, and that was like a small community. What kind of church was it? Uh, it was Presbyterian. And yeah, there was I we lived across the street from the lead pastor. It didn't feel as big as it was to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure for visitors who had never been there, it was probably quite jarring. Um, well, I'm curious about the contrast of what you said about the size of where you grew up and then this huge church. So were there not many churches around and then it's the one that everyone seemed to pick? or. Um, a big difference between Virginia, or at least Richmond, and Georgia is like the Bible Belt thing. So okay. large churches are a lot more common. So it was not unusual the size of our church. Like there were bigger ones mm. out there. It just okay. grew really fast. Like in my lifetime, I think it started, or maybe a few years before I was born, it started like in a shopping center, like okay. 20 people, and it grew wow. really fast. Um and they had like a huge youth group program um, that I was super involved in. Um, I am curious, like, what you would do? Would it be like Bible study, or what would it be? Um, most my like strongest memories are like sixth grade on. I know they did Sunday school with kids. I just don't remember much about it. But they would like have a youth service, like a middle school service during first service and like a high school service during second so that they they encourage you to go to the main service with your parents and then come that didn't really happen a lot so they switched it to Sunday evenings yeah I feel like it's worth saying at this point so I can continue Mm -hmm. um that I was like very much a follower of my brothers okay which I don't feel like was a bad thing but they like tried out for basketball so I learned to play basketball and Mm -hmm. I tried out for basketball and they did track and so I was like oh that seems fun I'll do that too yeah (laughs) I'll do the same events they did in track um and so they kind of paved the way for like everything which I think 
opened up a lot of opportunities I wouldn't have had as Mm -hmm. like a Shire kid. Yeah. But also I didn't have to make a lot of choices. (laughs) So they both did music in the band, like our youth group band. And so I did that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's was my main community at church. Um, they had like a very developed program. It was for music. Yes. I think we had two full high school bands that would like trade off wow. and it was great um, like experience, but I was definitely like very prideful about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was like my main reason for church a lot of times getting to participate in that. Um, and we also, it was also a very missions heavy church. So they um, financially supported a lot of missions, but they also did like short term missions. So we went to Guatemala like three times. And after one of those trips is when I decided to get baptized. And okay. we had, the, our church had like a junior membership. Okay. So you would, if you wanted to be baptized as a kid, you could like take their little class. And was that something you did after your brothers or? Was that something? I don't think I really, I don't think I considered them in that decision. Like, I do feel like it was a heartfelt decision. Mm -hmm. How old were you? I think I was 12, maybe 11. So you went to Guatemala at 11 or 12? Yeah, 12. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was like, I think like anytime you see a believer in a country where it's harder to be a believer Mm -hmm. is like impactful. Yeah. I have very mixed feelings about short-term mission trips now. Yeah. (laughs) But whatever negative things can be attached to them, it was still something I saw faith that was just looked different Mm -hmm. and um, hard and good while we were there. So, yeah. So then you came back and said, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus? Yeah. um, It definitely was way more regular than... Uh, going with all your friends to mm-hmm. like Christian school and like writing Bible verses and memorizing stuff and mm-hmm. it just was like oh this is something that costs something it's something that is way more impactful than having a memory verse and being like proud of yourself I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just like the idea of worship um that was like the first time that I understood that the Lord was worthy of worship and it was a relationship. And I was like being taught all these things. Like I am very thankful for the church we went to and Mm -hmm. like I feel like their teaching was great. But that was just the first time. And it was also that age. That age is, yeah, just step starting the first step into adulthood as like Mm -hmm. a preteen. So yeah, and I think that also pushed my desire to sing more and learn how to lead worship. Mm-hmm. Was that part of the missions trip? Is that you played music? No, it was just a big part of like preparing to serve. Okay. They would have like a two hour like worship time. I don't even think there were instruments. I think it was just like sitting in a room praying and singing. Wow. With the young kids? That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure I'm we were not this. all <laughs> <laughs> excited about it. But yeah. <laughs> well, that's a serious commitment to develop. Well, not only you said set aside time, but uh, I don't know, a rhythm. And then you said you didn't even do music when you went. That's incredible. Very interesting. Did you feel like that was a contrast in your personality? Something you might not have done before you went on the mission trip? And you're like, okay, I can open myself up in to the Lord in this way. I know you said you were young, so maybe you didn't think about it that much, but Um, the singing. 
Yeah, I think it definitely at least introduced the idea that like singing was not necessarily about me, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure <laughs> I felt that it was a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it, yeah, just opened those ideas and um, probably helped me get over some of the shyness. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing that it was a good thing to worship God and yeah. all the mixture things that go with that. Did you um, sing like classic hymns or like contemporary music of the time? Um, it was mostly contemporary. Yeah. yeah. You got Not any like hits for us? From- <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I mean, we definitely did a lot of the David Crowder stuff because mm-hmm. that was like very popular and like passion was in atlanta oh, yeah. so we did all the passion stuff did you and your brothers ever like jam at home yes um you, with your parents were they musical or are uh, they my mom and dad both sang and my dad like played the guitar a little bit but they don't do a whole lot now um but my mom sings in their church now actually okay but when we were younger um i think she sang in the choir sometimes mm-hmm. um but yeah my brother's both played guitar and they both did music in like a professional way as young adults. So I don't know what that means. My oldest brother went to school for music business. Um, so he did like a lot of recording. He has made like a whole bunch of albums, like singer songwriter stuff. And then um, my other brother was in a band that like got signed for like a second and then they split up (laughs) but it was we like went to shows a lot and I sang with them a lot and I had friends we had all had like musical friends that we would like record stuff and so fun yeah what's a strong memory there like do you have one of recording with them uh nothing like super specific I got to sing um there's like a venue that we really liked going to where was that? Um, it was in Decatur near Atlanta called Eddie's Attic. So I got to sing with a friend there. And I think I sang with one of my brothers there, um, just background vocals. And that was like a really nice memory because it's a place we would visit a lot and just like a really comfortable, nice music venue. Would you sit down or stand? Um, it was like a restaurant. Okay. So you'd sit down and yeah. Low lights? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you forgot to mention that you recorded on an album as well. <laughs> Are you talking about (laughs) the thing I think you're talking about? (laughs) Yes. You can ask Rachel about it later. Anyway, you can purchase that at your convenience. Um, (laughs) How about this? Who were you closest to growing up? Mm. Pivot. Hard pivot. My mom? Is that that an okay answer? (laughs) Yes. Um, I think my relationship with my brothers kind of like went back and forth of which one mm-hmm. was being nice to me. And then I was definitely pretty close with um, my younger older brother after the oldest went to college. And that was kind of hard when he went to college because um, I was alone. Yeah. But I've always been really close with my mom. Yeah. Probably because I'm the only girl. Are you similar yeah. in personality to her? In some say? ways, yes. Yeah, that's still, like, hard for me to see, like, Mm -hmm. if we are similar. We definitely are both overthinkers, and that's something I, like, it's it's funny to see certain things now as an adult that I could not see as a kid, and I'm like, oh. Like, facing her, like, your eyes on her, or Mm -hmm. about yourself? On her, yeah. Yeah, but then there's a lot that I appreciate 
um, especially like in the middle school years, helping me navigate mm. things that were hard to navigate in that age. Mm-hmm. This is really broad. Do you have a favorite childhood memory? <clears throat> um, most of my favorite memories are probably at my grandparents' house, my mom's parents. Uh, my grandpa was just the biggest personality, and he was just the one everyone gathered around. Mm. So just anything. They had like 100 acres in wow. the middle of seriously nowhere. <laughs> it's wow. like 45 minutes off of the highway. Wow. And just, just memories of exploring. And he would do like hay rides on his front load tractor. So we would like <laughs> sit in the front and like go down the road and he would like pretend to pour us in the river and then not do it. And <laughs> <laughs> um, he had horses when I was younger. So it was just a really fun place to be and fun place to be a kid and mm-hmm. just have all these people surrounding you. Did they have a teeny tiny little house or was big They house? had a three bedroom house, but we absolutely filled it. There was like, if like around Christmas, there were just kids in sleeping bags all over the house. That's the best. <laughs> and like adults sleeping on couches and it was a lot of fun. And is that, and you're still in your family? It is not. Um, he and my grandmother both passed away. It's weird to say grandmother. She was my meemaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, they passed away when I was in college. Um, and so they uh, sold the house. But a family bought it and they're just, they're building another house. Mm-hmm. They're using it like in the best way. So that's really sweet to hear updates about from people that still live around them. Yeah. Okay. Is there a, a story that your family likes to tell about you? Could be from any age. <laughs> They always bring up that I used to spell words in my corn when I ate. I don't know why that comes up a lot. And I'm just like, it was just a weird thing I did like, for like what? two like years. Hi or? I don't know. I don't remember. Eat. I think I was just excited about getting braces off. And so <laughs> I decided to be creative when I could finally eat corn again. <laughs> but it comes up a, a weird amount. Yeah. Wow. I feel like this parallels the moment we were just talking about when Jess Ponder revealed her clown (laughs) employment and then the corn. (laughs) Okay. That's great. What did you want to be when you grew up, Rachel? Um, I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be an actress and a singer and an author and a veterinarian and a missionary. And I wanted to be in the WNBA. Not all at the same time. I love that you dropped in veterinarian because you said... I do not like... You didn't even pay. (laughs) I'm not an animal person, but there was a short time where I was like, it is cool to like animals. Yeah. Vets get to work with animals, and I like to draw animals. So I'm going to write this on my little worksheet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you like to draw as well? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, perfect segue. What were your hobbies? Um, Yeah, anything art-related craft related where'd you learn to sew what 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 age i think my aunt gave me a sewing machine i'm not sure what age it was Mm -hmm. um but it almost put me off of sewing because it was a kid's sewing machine and it didn't work very well (laughs) but my mom taught me she like made us like halloween costumes and stuff like that oh fun um so wow that's not very common like what would you ask to be the one I remember was like a medieval princess okay. with like long flowy sleeves. 
Okay, so sewing. Um, I loved playing sports. I did basketball, and I how did long did you do for that? Like two seconds. We did like a kids program, and then I played uh, in the middle school team for six to eighth grade and then I did the high school summer team and I hated it so much oh, yeah. so I didn't <laughs> continue it was nice in a small group where people weren't that good <laughs> yeah were you offense or defense I what were you better at played a post I think <laughs> it's been a while I was taller okay. so rebounding was probably my strong suit <laughs> yeah is there any sports you still like or or play no because I didn't like track for the running I liked it for jumping I did triple jump and there's really no activity Mm -hmm. that is like that yeah and I yeah I just don't like running and then the last thing what about school clubs did you do this um we had like an art like a special art elective that I did okay um which was fun because it was just girls who signed up for it and got to use oil paints in eighth grade, which was Ooh. a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Did you go for landscapes? What'd I think I think it was kind of controlled. Yeah, I think we had to do landscapes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so moving on to high school, was it a public school? Yes, um, it was public school. Both my brothers went there. It was a difficult transition. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the school I went to ended purposefully, I believe. Their idea was like, oh, we'll prepare you in this way and then go out Mm -hmm. to public school. And like some people chose to go to different private schools. But yeah, so their main way to prepare us was to teach us that evolution, they're going to teach you about evolution. (laughs) I forgot about that. That was like the hot topic. Okay. And I cannot say enough how much that didn't matter (laughs) (laughs) did you have any debates Rachel I I'm sure we did like a mock debate like in eighth grade or something Mm -hmm. but it was just such a non-issue for going into school and um there are just other things that might have been helpful (laughs) um yeah I really appreciate you know getting to go there but you know it was mixed there were some wonderful things and wonderful teachers, and there were some weird and unhelpful things. So, yeah, that was one of the things that I look back, and I'm like, what a strange choice to <laughs> make that a big issue. Um, so, but yeah, what I really needed was, like, to learn not to be so insular and to learn how to love people that, like, didn't have the same journey that I did. Mm. And... So yeah, it took me like a long time to open up in that setting. Yeah. Was it easy to just fall in the crowds because your brothers were there before you? Were mm-hmm. they popular and you were just kind um, of the little sister? Yeah, my older, the brother that was there while I was in school was definitely like way more popular than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took me like a couple years to get somewhat of a friend group. Um, and the kids that went to the school that I previously went with, and to kind of all like separated fairly quickly mm. but yeah I was just like could not get out of my head about just like overthinking what people thought of me or not knowing how to relate to someone that I didn't already know everything about yeah so yeah and like track helped with that because I did track in high school for a couple years but yeah I continued to be super involved at church 
and so like created friends there mm-hmm. who were also at that school um, and then I just tagged around with my older brother yeah. <laughs> to stop <laughs> did you just put your head down and work hard in school like were you really yeah. focused on your grades yeah I was I did well in most things my main goal was just to finish everything so I could read during class <laughs> oh okay what kind so, of books did you like oh just dumb high school stuff <laughs> okay <laughs> We don't have to get into that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah. But I also really like Jane Austen and like Lucy May Alcott and stuff like that too. So that was peppered in there. So were you excited to graduate and kind of get sent off into the world? Yes. Yeah. So I, junior year was like a very hard year. They split up my school because they built a new high school. So like half of my friends left and then I had a falling out with another friend and then another friend all within like a month's time. So it was a really icky year. All misunderstandings. <laughs> Can you even remember um, what you thought about? I, for some of them, I, for one of them, I really can't. Mm-hmm. But I also, it was not a good thing in my life. So it was not bad to find new friends. But it was still like really painful <laughs> to have yeah. all that happen. But I had a friend. Um, we became really close that year. And we decided, I don't know if, I feel like Virginia probably has this, but Georgia had a program where you could take community college classes that count towards high school and college. So most people do that to get extra college courses, but I did it so that I would only have to take one semester of classes instead of a full (laughs) year (laughs) for my senior year. Um, So we did that together. We just drove like closer to Atlanta to go to community college classes. And that was also very eye-opening because that was like, but I think that was really good in like helping to learning to relate to people who definitely were different because they were all mm. ages from all over the city in a literature class, which brings out all kinds of conversations. Yeah. Um, and then I like cannot remember where this idea came about, but I went to Nepal oh. <laughs> for a couple months in the spring. Of your senior year? Yes. Okay. So... Yeah, I don't know how it, I know I wanted to go and I had been talking about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking with like missions people in the church about like, do you have anywhere that like needs help or that I could be like a little intern? And like nothing ever came up that was in the spring. And so I just like found an organization to go to, <laughs> go with. Okay. And my parents let me go. Oh, funny. Um, so I went with my mom for like two weeks and then I was there for the rest of the time um wow. yeah I think about it and I'm just like how did that happen was how it did they working with that? kids or it was working with kids yeah so I was in a town near Kathmandu with my mom for a couple weeks and then she left and I requested to be moved because no one else was there and I didn't feel comfortable being by myself so they moved me to another city and um it was the kids at the first place were the most well-behaved, the oh. sweetest. It was all boys. They were so sweet. Mm. It was, but it was like a really hard place to be. It was cut off by like a mountain, and then it was like an hour back into the city, and so it was just really isolated. Um, so I moved to. So were they um, teaching the kids about Jesus or no? So it was no. not like religious, religiously based at all. It sounds like your parents had a great amount of trust in you and. Yes. Must have been a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom um, 
said that was like one of the hardest things she's done is to like leave on that plane. Yeah. Um, partially because I was sick. I got like, I think altitude, pollution, illness. So I went to a different city and there were like younger volunteers there. And it was just kind of a wild environment. There were other volunteers that I had met like in our little training session. So I would like meet up with them. But it was... Had your self-confidence grown at this time? Because that sounds like you had had some element of self-confidence. Yes, (laughs) in like very specific ways. Like I was very socially anxious, but I was very confident in like going to new places. Yeah, I don't know. I've always like enjoyed travel and like figuring out how to get from point A to point B and like navigating like a different language. And Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was it's very weird looking back at that experience. Because there are lots of, like, positives that I can see, and there are lots of negatives that I can see. (laughs) I would never do that again. I don't think I was, like, old enough to see beforehand, like, how, like, damaging something like that could actually be Hmm. for kids. I mean, high schoolers? Like you? Oh, me, but also, like, the kids that were in the orphanages. Okay. The first place was like a really lovely experience. I felt like I really formed a relationship with them. And then, um, yeah, it was just, it seemed like they had been like fairly positively impacted by people that came. And a lot of it is like monetary. Mm -hmm. So they get money from an organization because they're, the volunteers are there. And then the second place I was placed with like college students and it was just so clear that what they were bringing was not good for like young kids Mm -hmm. um so when you flew back to the states did you feel like a different person yes yeah (laughs) i can imagine um so there were like a lot of like fun things that happened but i also got like really sick by myself and that was really scary and was in like a few like weird situations but so one of the volunteers that was there at the same time i was we would like sit and talk in the evenings after the kids went to bed and she I think I had a bible and she was like oh do you read that and I was like yes I do (laughs) she's like can I see it and she had clearly read the bible before because Mm -hmm. she opened it up to the most like intense verse in revelation and was like do you think all these kids are gonna go to hell and Mm -hmm. I was like whoa um and just like being outside of community for like a month or so already and just like being so unprepared and feeling like kind of shaken up already by just such a different culture and like I was asked to meet with a swami at the last the previous orphanage and it was just such a bizarre experience Mm. (laughs) um just he was just going on and on about this just really empty wisdom he dropped a few Bible verses that I don't think you knew were Bible verses. And it was just, yeah, it was just like a very mixed up place to be at that age for me. Yeah. Yeah. A mixed bag of good and bad experiences. Came Mm -hmm. back home, felt very bitter about everything. Oh, (laughs) Um, And. Like about your faith or just the way the world runs? Kind of like, yeah. Everything in the way that like a high schooler who has no power to do anything feels. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. yeah, And I just started like in church, I would like hear a verse and be like, I don't like that. 
-hmm. and I would like write it down (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so yeah I just like compiled a list of actual like verses in the bible that I like had an issue with and just like everything started grinding like a phrase like a Christian phrase I'd be like well that's so like Mm -hmm. empty like that doesn't mean anything and and as I continued to like lead worship and be part of like a leadership team um and so by the end of the summer I decided to meet with a pastor and he like went verse by verse with me and I was like I don't know I don't know (laughs) this is right before you left home for college yeah and he's like well you should read this book and read this thing and I was like okay okay maybe and (laughs) (laughs) and then I went to school (laughs) so far from home too Yes. How did you pick up here? Um, I went to the MICA pre-college program and decided that I didn't want to go there, mm-hmm. mainly because gen eds, like I wanted to have. Say what the MICA stands for. Oh, oh, um, oh what does it stand for? <laughs> Ooh, Maryland. <laughs> Maryland something college of art of institute. Art. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. But it's a really well-known top school. Yeah, I had a lot of fun there. I actually went for graphic design, which is hilarious to me. Just my journey. Hey, that wasn't in your list. Things you oh, wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did you do I that? I was thinking mainly childhood. Um, I liked. I enjoyed like learning things on the computer, and it felt like I think music had a lot to do with that. Just like designing CD covers okay. and like posters and stuff in high school. So I was like, oh, I will just see if I can do that for a job. I also, everyone, everyone goes to UGA, (laughs) and I did not want to go to UGA. (laughs) So, yeah, VCU just had enough of the things. And I I think there's, like, a very high chance that I talked to Ryan at Portfolio Reviews. Okay. um, And I just liked whatever he had to say. When my parents picked me up from the MICA program, we drove through Richmond, and they're like, oh, we wanted to drive by VCU to, like, see what you think and Mm -hmm. they drove by the chilies and and the business (laughs) building and i was sleeping because yeah we had like basically like finals the night before so i was like totally tired and i woke up and i saw the chilies in the business building and i was like no thank you and i went back to sleep (laughs) but i'm glad that we visited later and i really liked richmond so Mm -hmm. yeah and it was it wasn't too far it's still like a day's drive and were you on the you said you were in the dorms on campus yeah and then i moved in with some friends that I lived with for the rest of college. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you want to tell about college? So I got to college, and it's just weird. Just It's just a weird thing that first week to mm-hmm. know, know people and try to, like, find your friends. And you hang out, like, with one group of people one day, and then you never see them again. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I had a mentor through one of my classes, and she was like, hey, you totally don't have to come, but if you're interested, I'm part of this thing called InterVarsity. And you're oh. like, totally don't have to, but like, come if you want. Yeah. <laughs> so I went because I was like, oh, if there's anything I know about Christian ministries, it's mm-hmm. that their goal is to be friends with people. So I'm just going to like go somewhere where I know that like I can have like a nice conversation. It's like a comfortable place. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to a few of those, and I met a bunch of other freshmen, like two of the people who would be my roommates later. And then I would just, like, occasionally go to church um, whenever it felt like the Sunday was free. Mm -hmm. And then I had a friend who 
wanted to like find a church to go to like permanently and so we went to like a few spring semester and so we went to some I don't know why we just went to a bunch (laughs) um plenty of like nice churches and then we went to remnant I think that was the first time someone like asked us to something else so Mm -hmm. like you and or Ryan invited us to community group so yeah I started going to your group okay and then it was like pretty summer break was pretty soon after that but it was just kept going out of habit kind of Mm -hmm. Um, was this all pretty secondary were you pretty like career focused or or do you think it was pretty balanced um I was just getting things done focused just Mm -hmm. that first year of school was you know appropriately challenging (laughs) yeah um and then I also I made friends with people who were from Richmond so like they had a car and like we could go do whatever so Mm -hmm. that was like most of my free time but yeah, the church stuff was like mostly out of habit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a comfortable um, thing for me. And I can't really tell you much about that summer because I don't remember anything. Yeah. Um, but I came back and I remember you were so surprised that I came back. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I don't remember what length of time this was, but I, I still had a journal with like all the verses written down and like literally everyone was addressed in a sermon at some point where like things were explained and I was satisfied like spiritually and intellectually Mm. um and this was when there was only a downtown building right yes yep yeah I think Mm -hmm. Aletheia joined like really shortly after I started going and that was also cool to see because there was no it just was something I was like oh that's not gonna go well like in my Mm -hmm. mind I was like people can't be brought together in this way or like there's gonna be like competition or something weird and it was Mm -hmm. just such a wonderful easy I'm sure it wasn't like easy for everyone but just from an outside perspective it was just like oh this is like what Christian community should be because I like again I love my church but the things that go on in like a middle school sometimes feel like what happened it in my mind it was Mm -hmm. like that was Christian community too, even though it was just like kids being silly kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was just like a cool thing to see. And what was your perspective on, I guess, when you joined, what was it called? It wasn't called Shaco Art Space. What were we called? Do you remember? I don't. It, oh my goodness, it's going to come to me later. Oh, Reform Gallery. What, oh, did you join? I did something. I like. Yeah. I don't remember when that was, maybe sophomore or junior year. Did you come to the critiques that were held? I didn't. I was utterly terrified of critiques. I hated them in school, so I didn't want to do it in my free time. Okay. (laughs) But I think I went to one, and that was, it was nice to have that different perspective from school. Yeah. So before Shaco Art Space was Shaco Art Space, it was called Reform Gallery, and I don't remember how often, but weekly, biweekly, Ryan would open up the space, and I think three artists would get a turn to share and it would just fill up Mm -hmm. it was really popular yeah so you only went one time I like once or twice so you jumped into Shaco though and I think I helped Ryan set up a show a couple shows yeah and then showed some pieces in like a big thing that they're doing with a lot of people that went to women when it had that little teeny tiny room in the Mm -hmm. front of the lobby (laughs) yeah so just really quick share about that because the work that you shared there was not graphic design and then you have this amazing I don't know woodworking ability is that what you would call it 
what craft ability where did all that come in your sculpture thank you (laughs) thank you tell me um yes i skipped over that yeah so i applied to vcu for graphic design by the time i got here i wanted to do illustration and then i switched through all the other majors Mm -hmm. throughout the year (laughs) (laughs) and finally decided on sculpture mainly because there was just so many possibilities and so many skills that i could learn i could make paintings if i wanted to Mm -hmm. i could use the computer if i wanted to and I was really like scared of the wood shop and I wanted to be not scared of the wood shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really wanted to learn those things. And at the time also like everyone was like way into the sculpture program and I oh, was yeah. like oh, top top I'll program in the country. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I did. I appreciate all the skills I learned. It was definitely like a hard place to be for me. But I, I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, well, I still didn't touch on it, but Rachel can make really big things and really intimate things. I don't know, like I said, ask her if you're ever interested <laughs> about her work. So you, what, where do you want to go with this time as we kind of wind down to your current story? What are the important things that you want to pull out? Did you work? Was there a significant turning point in your life when you were in college? I think one turning point came after college. Um, so I got an apprenticeship in Philly. And so I was there for like four months. And Doing I really, what? Oh, making screen prints. <laughs> <laughs> really large fabric screen prints um, and like helping out at a museum there and giving tours, which was a good and a scary experience. And I went with like, I really liked a city I'd visited once before. And I was like, I could live here. And so I went with like, fi- I was like, it's 50-50, Richmond or Philly. I had yeah. already, I had went through all of school thinking I would go back to Atlanta. And then I was like, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> it is not, it is like not a friendly place to like the young person starting out transportation wise and cost wise. So yeah, I was really worried about going because it gave me like Nepal flashbacks of like mm. not having a church and not having support. I was looking up churches once I got there, and there was a church that was planting, like, the first Sunday I was there. So I went, Mm. and I just decided to go there because it was walking distance. Yeah, and it was really wonderful. I went to a community group a few times of the pastor, and I, like, met with his wife for coffee, and they were just very helpful and just opened, just Mm -hmm. was just so thankful for that. Um, But I ended up deciding to come back which was very sad because I had really liked them but I was like feel like so much growth started to happen even though I resisted it in Richmond and that that was a good place to begin post-college life so just making that decision and like knowing why I was making it was just a big turning point in not just doing what I felt like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just really considering that that God had given me a gift in like finding a church because that's I felt like that was really rare among my other friends. That kind of happened after college for them. Yeah. So just choosing to build on that um, was big. And then I found a job after a few months of not having a job. (laughs) Once I got back, making escape rooms. (laughs) Yes. To start, I worked with like two other people and we had like other employees flutter in and out, but that's what they started with. And then by the time I was done, um working there we're doing all kinds of like crazy stuff like huge sculptures huge wood shop just had a lot of freedom to learn on the like every day i was just doing something different and it was such a unique thing and it was really hard because it was a small business so like 
I remember texting you at like 11 one time that I got off work and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there were like some really late nights and then, but after getting married, I kind of like put some boundaries up. Of, like yeah. I'm going to work this many hours a day. But yeah, it was just a really cool, unique thing to find in such a small city. And I got to learn and become confident in just in a way that is so rare. Mm-hmm. Just they trusted me with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I had to do a lot of stuff because everyone was busy. So yeah. just using all kinds of materials and then... What learn. would be an example of a room that you were a part of just to share for fun? Um, we did like um, a Millennium Falcon couch, total replica. Like I got wow. to research and like go into all the forums and like make a design. And um, that was for someone's house, <laughs> which oh. is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And we did like mobile escape rooms, like from the ground up. Like here's an empty trailer. This has to be an escape room for a very large company that is expecting it to be like a huge marketing tool yeah um so we get to design and build a spaceship or um a train like we got to do the interior of like an art deco train was really fun what did you learn about yourself um i think i learned the good and the bad of being an over preparer oh (laughs) just like I was often the one that was like, hey, we need to think about this before we do this. Mm-hmm. Or like, we're going to go driving to the next state. We might need this thing. Like just foreseeing the issues. Mm-hmm. But that also made me kind of a Debbie Downer. Of yeah. Like, this is going to be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like this issue, like we won't be able to do this. Like we shouldn't do this. So yeah, just like the planner in me came out in good and bad ways. Mm-hmm. Like, there were times where I, like, did not want to go, mainly because of, like, some weird, like, coworker coworkers who were mad mm-hmm. that then just, it spread into me. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the small business life can be really intense, especially when there's so many physical things to handle and then so few people to literally carry them. But I'm still, like, when I look back, it's, like, all the positive things that I can see. Like, even working on our house that we just bought, mm-hmm. I was, like... I can like mentally handle this a lot better because I have like learned how to work through the is this ever going to be done or yeah. oh no something else went wrong and just keep going because it will eventually yeah. happen. <laughs> well with the job you have to. Yeah. You can't just call someone and say sorry. Um, how long did you work there? I worked there from 2016 to 2020. 2015 through 2020. Cool. Um, oh, yes. And then <laughs> I feel like you should tell the story <laughs> of <laughs> how I met Nick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> unexpected. But yeah. No, you don't have to. It's okay. okay. <laughs> I just feel like you could. <laughs> yes, probably so. So one day. <laughs> yeah. I was going out to ice cream with Laura and another girl. And she was like, is there anyone you guys are like interested in? And we're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And we had this whole conversation about relationships and like crushes and like, yes, other stuff. And then you were like walking to the car and you're like, Rachel, thank you for being so open and honest with me. (laughs) I was like, oh no, (laughs) Laura, I have been lying to you. And then I told you I was interested in Nick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who was also a member of our community group. Yes. Yeah. So we met there and we like didn't talk at all because that was just something. <laughs> you were so quiet. I was very quiet. Yes. yes. Um, so quiet. Yeah. 
but I had like had an on and off crush with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows this that I thought he was very arrogant. <laughs> so sometimes I'd be like, oh, like he seems like nice and like really like a go getter and like thinks about things. And then he would just say something and I'd be like, no. <laughs> He's changed Never mind. so much. It's kind of even hard to put him in his self like yeah he's yeah just so different yeah mm-hmm. but you eventually too, yes yeah. yes yeah um it is a miracle that we ever had a conversation but yeah so i told you that and then you told ryan and ryan was like hey nick on this <laughs> if you're interested there may be an opportunity <laughs> so yeah he asked me on a date in a cutoff t-shirt <laughs> After his very sweaty bike delivery yes. shift. <laughs> Her husband was a, is still a big biker. Like, how would you say it? Biked? Biked across the states? Yes. Cycled, biked. Cycled. Know. Okay. Yeah. I, I think biked is fine. Yes. And Nick was a standout guy in our CG because he did not have a car. Or if he did, he didn't, right? He did. He just didn't really use it. Yeah. So he would bike and he would be a single guy who would make food and bike it from a great distance, arrive very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> but still bring the food. It was amazing. Yeah. Rice. Lots of rice. <laughs> so what happened? Fireworks? No. We, like, we went on, like, our first day was, like, three hours. So we talked a lot. And it was just, I don't know. Like, it wasn't, like, fireworks. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like, bad. But it also wasn't, like, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I don't know. I just could see the growth in him and, yeah, that it was, like, going somewhere and that, like, anything that was, like, off-putting was just, like, not a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I just remember those first few months of just, like, I would, like, think there was a problem and then he would, like, come to me and, like, say, hey, I've been thinking about this and shift perspective really quickly. And, Mm -hmm. like, that was a really big thing to me. And it was just, like, it ended up being, like, very natural. Yeah. And we, like, had the conversation of, like, okay, we're dating for marriage. And if marriage is off the table, then, like, we just need to make that clear. And then we got engaged nine months later. And then we're married nine months after that. Woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> and what year are we in now? Oh, um, we got married in 2018. Okay. So we've been married five years. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. It is. So at this point... You're not going back to Georgia and you're like a grown woman making her own decisions. Did you feel really raw at this point in your life as you're dating, about to be married? It's like, this is what I'm doing. I'm stepping this out. I'm doing, I don't know. What, how are you thinking about like your career and moving on? Did you feel like very grounded here in Richmond or did you still feel a sense of you're looking for something? At the point of oh, what time? At what point? So maybe when you're like in your... um after you graduated and you're working and you're in our community group here at Remnant, you're meeting Nick, were you still feeling like you were learning about yourself? Because you were, I feel like you were changing pretty rapidly. Yes. Like, I feel like I started to close off the possibility of, like, all the things. Mm-hmm. Like, you were told to, like, have big dreams as a kid. And so that's just like what the world says so i was like oh i need to go to all these places and even in philly i was like maybe i'll go to ireland yeah <laughs> and, or like wherever and so yeah i think coming back those things were like totally out of my mind mm-hmm. but it was the first time that i didn't feel the need to pursue stuff like that 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially after we get married, I was like, I don't really want to live anywhere else. Like, if the Lord calls us, sure. But yeah, just feeling settled was a gift. I also think the experience just of young adulthood and especially having a church um, speaking truth was it just took a lot to get rid of some very judgmental tendencies and just a lack of grace <laughs> all around yeah um and just sticking with a group of people and seeing them grow was really big like i don't think nick and i's relationship would have gone nearly as smoothly i think it would have been a lot of like i'm still like i know that i still am kind of naggy but it would have been like yeah. really bad <laughs> um and that's still something that I pray about. But yeah, just a lot more grace and practicing it and just having my heart softened more than it was before mm-hmm. has just had to happen. And I'm sure like there were lots of painful moments to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and still, like I don't think I'm a very soft-hearted person. Yeah. But yeah, that community as an adult, not as like a follower in the way that was easy as mm-hmm. a kid whose life was like wrapped around going to church and those things that were just fixtures in life, just like having to pull myself through yeah. or not pull myself, go with God mm-hmm. and like, and let him, um, and commit to that was really, I think, important to maintain friendships even, let alone date someone and decide to marry them. One away, I'm just thinking as you were talking now, you're the leader in a way your parents have since moved here and then you have a brother who's followed you to Richmond. Yes, everyone is here. My whole immediate family is here. And then yeah. <laughs> so then then you had the other follow and so like one by one by one, which is pretty sweet, I think. Definitely makes my life easier. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right. What about just go for the positive side? What's something that you look back Um, on with fondness or appreciation or something else you want to tease out that maybe that you didn't get to share about yet? Um, There have been like adults in my life that I'm just grateful to have had. Like I had a small group leader in high school who was just like a picture of what it was to be a single woman following the Lord. Um, Like you and Ryan and like just, I even just have like memories that didn't impact me at the time of like teachers mm. or like my parents' friends that I'm just like, wow, what a huge blessing it was to have those people. Yeah. I appreciate patience, especially like with you when I was yeah. at my shyest <laughs> and like other ladies that pursued relationships, like Grace yeah. was like such a, a wonderful friend when I was didn't want to be open at all. <laughs> um and yeah, there's just a lot of ladies who are patient. I remember one time sitting on my porch with you and you had a list because you mentioned that you had lists of questions. And I was like, oh, I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> What's on Rachel's list? I think it was about the time that you were considering Philly. I don't remember that. Yeah. And you weren't sure if you wanted to go, but I wanted you to stay so badly, but also had to let God move in that. And you had some questions. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, man. <laughs> so even though you were so quiet, you still, I don't know, you still track things. <laughs> uh, one of the things that Ryan always said was whenever that he would look at you, he saw me. And not that there was anything wrong with you, but just even in your timidity, like I saw myself and I understood it. And then I just knew that's not where God wanted you or I to end up 
and you forced me to grow because then I had to keep pulling out of myself um, because it's just so easy to be quiet and like fold in or lean back or I don't know, be separate from, yeah, it was just such a blessing to to know you and like walk so long with you. And, and then now it's just so cool to see you guys, you and Nick are, I don't know what you call like two person for the community group. And you guys now are, are leaders. And just like I even mentioned, your family has followed you and long to be here and a part of the life that you and Nick have have made for yourself and your girls. And it's probably hard for you to see it from your perspective, but just from like my perspective and Ryan's perspective, just, and we didn't even get into like how much leadership that you've had at Shaco Art Space and um, for the gallery, for the people listening that's down at our downtown location, Rachel has a huge part in the What's your official title? <laughs> the show, uh, show hanging. She comes I with her remember. tool belt <laughs> and she just runs the show. She's amazing. Installer. In- I don't know. Install head lady. Um, yeah, just using your skills. Like I mentioned before, humbly for God, getting no glory. And she's a beautiful singer. I don't know if you'll sing for us later. I will not. <laughs> Sorry. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> But um, anyway, is there anything else you wanted to share about your past, Rachel? Was there anything in the college years about faith? Uh, you just said like you had questions answered at Remnant because I feel like that's a big deal to put up a wall and have all these questions. And then all of a sudden it sounds like in your story. Yeah. I am. I have a really hard time remembering yeah, that. Yeah, that's wild. It was very slow. Yeah. It just felt like a restart. I remember like someone asking me if I wanted to be baptized and that was like a really big question because it really felt like I did lose faith or whatever. You're talking about at Remnant? At Remnant, yes, after becoming a member. Mm -hmm. Um, But I ultimately decided not to because it felt like at that point that God was really working at 12 and that it just continued and it just helped me feel like the faith was my own and mm-hmm. that I had actually wrestled with things rather than like adopting what was just, I was totally saturated in. Yeah. And like, of course, it would have been less painful to not do that. But yeah, I'm grateful for those next few years of growing, but also being able to look back and see where God was working. Yeah. And thankful for my habit <laughs> of just, it was such a hard habit of going to church. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get pushback <laughs> in the arts community for being a Christian? Um, Not personally. I also didn't like talk about it all that much. Maybe like freshman year, mm-hmm. I would have. I didn't really have any negative experiences, um, but I also like didn't bring it up very much. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like super shy. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like had a few friends in this studio and then it was just pretty quiet most of the time. So. Yeah, feels weird to end on that, but Sorry. we're not quite ending <laughs> there because Rachel is going to share like we like to in the end of the podcast, just turn our eyes out to a woman in our immediate church family that has impacted Rachel that she's observed for her um, godly character or her virtue. And so the Rachel's going to honor that woman now and pray for her and close out our time. So go ahead, Rachel. Okay. I want to praise God and thank God for Deanna Williams. Um, She and Josh have been our community group leaders. I'm not sure how many years. I want to say four, but it might be different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They have just grown so much as leaders 
and I remember the first time I was told that we might be switching groups and the panic. <laughs> Nick would just be like, do you want to talk about this? No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I had never had to switch groups before and it was just so daunting and we switched and it's just been such a blessing. Yeah, Deanna is just a wonderful host. She's so generous and kind and yeah, she's just grown so much in discussion and she's very open about her growth too in a way that I'm just not. And so yeah, it's been very helpful for me to hear from her every week. Uh, Deanna is encouraging and she puts others first and she stretches herself and she tries new things. Um, I'm so thankful that our girls get to grow up with their boys and see them every week um, because that friendship is just so special and important and they are just leading them so well to be sweet and little gentlemen and um, yeah that's just such a, a gift to watch them parent and be blessed by their kids yeah our lives are just much richer being with their family every week so yeah i'll pray dear lord thank you for my friend deanna and thank you for bringing her into this community um, where she can grow and thrive thank you for um, building her up in motherhood and in marriage i pray that you would bless their home that they are so obedient um, to you using it to bless others um, please bless their efforts as she teaches her boys Please give her joy in doing this and help her to lean on you and rely on you in this really important task. Thank you for your provision in this season of great change in their lives, and I pray that you would use all these changes for their good. I pray that you would help me to be a better friend and encouragement to her, and that our community group and our church um, would be your hands and feet in her life, that they may thrive and grow in you. Thank you for listening to the Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in the local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.